Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and the author of Tarot No Questions Asked, Mastering the Art of Intuitive Reading. I'm also your host for this podcast series. This is episode 185 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. And for today's episode, our topic is Tarot and the Law of Attraction. And my special guest is Chantel Francis. Welcome, Chantel. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Well, I am really glad that you are here with me today to talk about Law of Attraction and Tarot, which uh, is a very intriguing subject. So, of course, there might be people listening who don't know what the heck the Law of Attraction is. So let's start out by having you explain what the Law of Attraction is to my listeners. Absolutely. So, I mean, many of your listeners have probably heard of The Secret or know somebody that's seen the movie The Secret or read the book The Secret. And that was kind of when I first got introduced to the concept of the law of attraction. So kind of like how gravity exists, the law of attraction just exists. It's something that will happen all the time. And it's essentially like attracts like. And so if you have energy, and like energy is going to be attracted to other like energy or energy or vibration in the same kind of um, regard. And so everything in the universe works on that. And so what energy, attention, focus, vibration you have on a certain topic or a feeling or an idea or a belief, the universe is just going to reflect, you know, some more of that vibration towards it. And it's just going to amplify it. So there's kind of sayings like what you focus on expands. Um, your thoughts create things. It's kind of all in the realm of the law of attraction. It's basically your energy being expanded and more energy of that is going to be amplified. You know, many, many years ago, I had somebody say to me, they said, Teresa, you create your own reality. And I remember I was so resistant to that. I'm like, that is the biggest malarkey. Things just happened to me. This awful stuff has been going on. And I remember that conversation and being so angry about it because I thought that this person was basically saying all these terrible things that were happening at that time were all my fault. What do you say to people who do come from that mindset? Because I did have that mindset back in the day. And I, it's totally understandable because it seems as though things are happening to you. And with me learning about the law of attraction, I do realize that we are creating our own reality, that we are the one that is seeing everything reflected in our world. So even if you were to look at the table in front of you or the couch you're sitting on, this all lived in the imagination before. And it's been, it's the dream has been uh, expressed into physical form. And so when someone doesn't really want to believe that things are happening for them, um, I've always been like, well, anything that you put your mind towards, you are receiving that response. If you believe in something and it comes true, that is it reflecting it for you. If you don't believe in something and it doesn't come true, that's still the law of attraction working for you to emphasize that belief. And so it's working for you whether you want to believe it or not. <laughs> So what do you say to people, though, because this is the other thing that I've heard from other people, that they'll say, oh, well, you know, the law of attraction, you can't really explain, you know, like people who have horrible things that happen to them, like catastrophes or stuff. You can't explain that with law of attraction because nobody's trying to manifest that. What do you think about that? Well, 
not that people are tr- tr- have the intention of manifesting that, but I do believe that your thoughts create things. And so when usually from the ages of zero to seven, we are going to be imprinted by different beliefs, different societal beliefs, beliefs of your parents' beliefs. You just are learning and absorbing. You're just like a sponge and your beliefs are being created in your subconscious. And we might not realize what is continually being recorded and repeated in our subconscious that is being reflected into your reality. So now you might not want to have that be the the expression, but your subconscious thoughts might be running a different program than what your conscious mind is believing. And so I usually ask if somebody has a very a traumatic thing that's happened to them, that if there's an inciting incident, if there was a thought, if there was a belief, if there was an emotion, if there was a scenario that was happening, and this is just the reflection energetically of what's been going on in their subconscious mind. Right on. You know, it's really interesting because many, many years ago also, um, when I started realizing how much my thoughts and my words also impacted things in my life, I had a scenario with my first husband. We had a very bitter divorce and I always had a very unflattering nickname for him. I won't say it here. And we always were fighting, fighting, fighting. And one day my current husband said, you know what, maybe if you change that nickname, you could change this whole thing. And I said, well, okay. So I stopped using that nickname and I started just calling him by his real proper name. And I got to tell you, everything changed shortly after. And that may sound like a very mundane example of that, but it really did change the energy around the situation. It went from being this hostile thing for many years to suddenly we were getting along like two peas in a pod and co-parenting in the most excellent way when our children really needed it. So that's an example for me. Absolutely. And I mean, those examples happen all the time. Um, You know, people want to make fun of it sometimes, but affirmations and, you know, speaking things into reality, they, they work because you're shifting what is happening in your subconscious and then the reflection in your outer world is going to change as well. And so definitely um, names that you call people or call yourself are going to reflect how you change and how things manifest and how the situations occur. Could you share an example of a law of attraction story that, you know, that, that has happened in your life that's worked out for you? I'd love to hear one. I, I mean, I have a gazillion. I started leaving, uh, I, mean, I create a synchronicity uh, notebook just so I can see how many times that the law of attraction is working for me. But most recently, um, I really just, I, you know, we're living in times of COVID and I've not been working um, in the same capacity that I was working before. And I really wanted to take an astrology course. <laughs> I really did. I just, I, this, I really wanted to learn more about astrology. I have all this free time. I really wanted to, but I didn't really have any income coming in. And so I was like, well, universe, like I would be so excited. You know, you want to put yourself in the feeling state. You want to get excited. You want to kind of live in the moment of actually having that experience manifest. And that's the, the easiest way for you to be in the vibration of what you want to, what you desire. And so I was just like feeling it. I was like, oh, let's take this course. I'm going to learn about astrology. And I got really excited about it. And I asked the universe, I'm like, you know, just make me in alignment with this course. And figure out the way it's going to happen. And I kid you not, I got a residual check for a commercial I did years ago for almost the exact amount of the course that I needed to take. 
So it's stuff like that when you know it's, it's working for you when you put yourself in that, the right vibration of it. I love that story. And I've heard so many stories like that from people over the years. And I've also had some really weird stuff for them, um, intention setting or law of attraction that has happened in my life too. So I love that. So let's talk about using tarot with the law of attraction. You know, now I'm a firm believer um, that our life is a series of decisions that we make. And I think often that tarot can show you where you are, how those decisions are working out and where they might be leading. And I always believe that we have the opportunity to change the course at any time, which kind of sounds a little bit like law of attraction, free will, whatever you want to call it. But I would love to hear your thoughts on how tarot might be incorporated with law of attraction. 100%. And I do want to preface free will is of every person. So if you come as a client to any sort of reader, any psychic astrologer, you still have your own free will to have your life be whatever way that you want it to get. So don't give your power away is what I want to say. Yes. With tarot and specifically, you know, you're tapping into the subconscious and that is where, you know, the law of attraction is going to be living. And I feel as though, you know, you want to you want to be able to focus on different things. And so I could see, you know, different trajectories as, you know, as a tarot reader or as a psychic, like this is possibilities for your life. And I think that those are infinite. There's infinite possibilities, uh, direction that people can, the current, the client can take. And you might be seeing one particular possibility that's going to be in line with the subconscious of the client. Now it is up to the client to, to either believe that or not believe that. It's all about the belief regardless. So with the law of attraction, if you're putting in out an intention and you believe that intention to be true, you feel it, you, it resonates with you, it is going to be the outcome. And so when the quarant manifests a tarot reading, they, they have some part of their subconscious that wants to have that belief be true. And they want to put in the steps that it would take to have that be the outcome. And so I think that they work hand in hand um, for anything I would never want to give my power away to somebody else, but they are showing you an option or an opportunity for you to see an outcome that your subconscious would like to believe or not like to believe because there's a lot of people that go to readers and like, oh, I don't believe this. It's all a bunch of hogwash. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it will not come true and you will reinforce that belief. And so I think with tarot, it gives potentially an, an, um, an end result that the quarant has the opportunity to decide whether or not they want to believe it. And so their subconscious mind will then start putting the steps forward in order for them to have that manifest and be true or not be true. (laughs) I I love that explanation. You know, oftentimes I've had people, and this sounds very much like how I used to think back in the day when I thought about, oh, you can't create your own reality. But oftentimes I'll have people who assume that life just happens to them. And they want a tarot reader to lay it out and say, well, what's going to happen to me? And that is such a disempowering statement because it's almost like you're saying then that I have no say in what is happening in my life. I have no agency. And um, I, I find that that's just such a terrible way to approach a tarot reading. What do you think to people who do come in with that session? I mean, that mindset to a session, what do you say to them? 
Well, for me in general, um, I work with tarot less predictive and more so as a tool. And so um, you also mentioned it, but I look at it as, is there any blocks, any limitations, any any beliefs that is kind of preventing you from getting your, your desired outcome. And so that's how I, it's more of a coaching session. It's a more of an empowering session. There's work for them to do. Usually it's like, I'll give exercises, activities, like, um, you know, ways to help manifest, ways to shift their mindset set, ways to reprogram their subconscious mind is, is how I work with them through the tarot. Um, I don't usually have clients that do, that just want a predictive reading. Um, there's usually a more steps involved with that. Uh, and I, and I don't usually manifest those clients as well. Um, you know, in my intention setting with the people that I would like to work with, I would want them to understand how to use these tarot, the tarot cards as a, as a tool, as opposed to, um, a prediction, a prediction, a predictive reading. (laughs) And could you like, I mean, is there like a specific spread that you use or what would be your process? Let's say I came in, I'm your client. I want a reading and I want to manifest like a million dollars. What would be your way of working with me? I would probably go very simple and do a very simple spread. Stop, start, continue. <laughs> and that's it. It's just a very simple one. It's like, okay, what do you need to stop doing right now? What do you need to start doing right now? And what do you need to continue doing right now? And it gets really basic and it really gets to the point. That would be kind of like how I'd go in. Usually I have a little more of a dialogue um, about like before we get really into the reading, seeing where they're coming from. I can usually have some sort of maybe psychic intuitive hits as to what what might be causing these blocks. And so sometimes I create my own, obviously, um, spread with it in the moment, but stop, start, continue is usually my go-to for, you know, getting right in there. That's a really smart spread. Now, could that be something that I could just use in my practice alone without working with a tarot reader? Absolutely. Um, I mean, all spreads are just a way to focus the energy, to way for you to see how the cards are being reflective. Um, you know, I, I could probably do a reading on somebody without the cards, but I think people feel safe with the cards. Mm-hmm. And so, and they can see it, turn, like they can see it and they, they can see the imagery and they their subconscious kind of starts working with their subconscious and you start having a little bit of a dialogue around the cards. And so I think that it kind of creates a little bit of, um, just a, a little bit, a bubble of, of energy between the two of you. And so that's why I do like using the cards, but I do feel that anybody can use any spread with their own subconscious if they have positive intention going in there and and seeing what the the tarot cards mean in regards to a certain spread. I have one last question for you. So what do you say to people who are having a really hard time manifesting their goals? Like how could tarot and the law of attraction help when all of the odds are stacked against them? Well, I would definitely start talking about mindset. And so where did, where did the belief happen? Because if the, all the cards are stacked against somebody, there's going to be a repetitive pattern. There's going to be something that's kind of similar that's going on in their life. So, you know, I always have, uh, you know, I date these really terrible guys that do X, Y, Z to me, or, or I, you know, I keep on getting fired from my job, whatever it is, there's going to be a similarity in the pattern. And so I'd probably take them a little bit more of a coaching environment back to maybe their, when it was the first time they had a similar experience, usually 
between ages zero to seven. Maybe they got yelled at by a parent and it, it affected them and that's been the pattern. So I would either ask questions or maybe go into the tarot and, you know, the six of cups reverse will come up and I'll be like, okay, well, that's where it's where we're going, <laughs> you know? So yes, I'd use it as an informative as to where or maybe to pinpoint, but I think that's where the dance with the law of attraction for me and that coaching style, it kind of um, helps people really target in and get to the root of the problem and, and tarot will help that as well. There is always, always a root. Always. And one thing I've learned also, too, from my work with tarot and all kinds of spiritual practices is every issue in life, there's always some other root. There's always, it's kind of like when you go into a tree, if you pull a tree up, those roots go really deep and there's many, many roots. And it's the same with everything that shows up in our life. Everything has a root and you just got to get to that root. Exactly. And, and, when people end up working with me, because people always want, you know, the party tricks and be like, oh, can you read my cards for me? And I'm like, I, I could, but I think it's a little bit of a deeper process. I think it's like, you know, it's, it's a little bit more intimate. It's like, you know, we're kind of talking to our souls and we're having a really special moment. And so some people don't realize how, like, I really take it very seriously. I, I usually start with a prayer of some sort or connecting myself to divine and, and asking permission to have this, this session with somebody. And so, you know, to be having a drink and at a party, it's just, it's not really my style. So I do t- take it really seriously as kind of like, a, it's a special moment in a session. I agree a million percent. I I stopped doing tarot parties many years ago because the atmosphere is never as serious or as intimate as I like it to be. And I take tarot very serious too. It's not a party trick. So I'm totally down with you on that. <laughs> so if people want to work with you, Chantel, and learn more about um, the law of attraction and tarot and getting on the right track with their life towards the dreams that they really want, where can they find you? Where can they work with you? Well, what I've been actually um, working on for the last, we'll say, few months or so is I've been an actor my pretty much my entire life. I went to an art school from I was about nine years old all the way through high school. Been continuing working as an actor up until now, or you know, till pre-COVID, and um, and so I really have noticed that some of my peers, no matter where they've been in their their career, they their limiting beliefs come in. There, those thoughts of, of not being good enough, all those stuffs started to come up. And I started noticing a pattern, especially when I was getting my certifications. I was using all my friends. All my friends are working as actors or, you know, people within the entertainment industry. So I've been working right now to develop um, a program, a coaching program for artists in the industries, usually women specifically, because like that's my friend group, but obviously it's gonna be open to anybody that feels called or drawn. Um, And so I wanna do an eight week beta program that's kind of merging my tarot, that kind of does the assessment, with the law of attraction for the artists in the entertainment world. And so I'm creating um, a beta program right now for that. And so to find me for that, um, I started Star Talent Coaching. And so at Star Talent Coaching on on, on Instagram, you can find me there. And then also www.startalentcoaching.com. And so you'll find all the information about that program that I'll be starting on September 8th. Well, that sounds like a very fascinating program, and I think a lot of people would benefit from this, uh, especially now because we are living in some pretty tough times, and uh, a lot of us are probably thinking, how the heck are we going to manifest ourselves out of this? So it's amazing. So thank you for creating that. 
I, I mean, it's been something that I would want. I'd be like, what, what would I want? I want that. I love tarot. I love astrology. I love law of attraction. I love the arts. Like, let's put it all together and help each other because, you know, it, it, definitely the arts community is a community that's needed. And I think that sometimes we forget that we are needed as, you know, entertainers. And so I want to empower them and inspire them and reignite their passion through the things that I also love. Well, we definitely need our arts because those are the things that make life tolerable. That is what I always feel. Well, Chantel, thank you so much for joining me here today and sharing your wisdom. I really appreciate you. And I mean, I was, I was really, really grateful when you had the opportunity. I've never really spoken in this capacity before about the law of attraction. So I loved having this opportunity to connect with new people, connect with you. It's been an honor. Yeah, and I love the topic, and I think the people who listen to Tarot Bites are going to love this too, and I love that spread. I can't wait to test that one out. So It's so easy, but it's very effective. Yeah, and I think it's something that can really help people change their whole uh, point of reference. All right, people, well, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free tarot and astrology lessons, tons of books, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and so many other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. I want to thank you again for listening. I hope you have a beautiful day. And if you dig this podcast, do me a solid. Get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because that helps more tarot curious people find their way to Tarot Bites. And as always, I like to close out by saying, pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending.